another episode of Rude Cast Archery with your host, Rudy. And we are recording live. Um, we are in the caravan known as Alan's pickup truck driving down a Paso Robles. I don't know, is caravan the right word to say? No, because no. we're only in one vehicle. Caravan is multiple vehicles. Oh, that's true, yeah. We're See, in La, La Chevy Duramax. I mean, it feels like we're in a luxury. floating palace. I mean, this thing is massive. It's way better than Adam's truck. Oh, yeah. This, Much better. This, this ain't no Yaris. I think you need to move your mic a little closer there, bud. I'm, like, eating this on the... Yeah. Like that? Is that better? That's Oh, yeah. There you go. So, um... Uh, hopefully everyone's enjoying uh, the Doug Rosin podcast, um, dropping some little nuggets there uh, for the outlaws. Uh, I'm sure they'll have more information coming up here pretty soon. But we um, just want to record something here. We're going to do a little recap on Fresno shoot and then the upcoming yep. wilderness shoot and some mm-hmm. outdoor stuff. But first, uh, we'd like to thank West Coast Archery Shop. It's the best shop in town. And, uh, you know, they they uh, are extremely generous people. Um, they treat their employees well, which is me. So I'm like an only child. So, of course, I'm spoiled. Um, yeah. But, uh, he, he took my, he took my uh, what would be the word, took my, my thunder. I used to be the only child. Well, Alan's more like in a, you know. I'm like the redheaded stepchild. No. Uh you, you're, we like you, Alan. You're, you're good. Well, that's good. That's good. Um, so, but anyways, I want to thank them. I, I for one, right now, I'm like really excited because um, a lot of you've been listening, and um, a lot of people have actually been calling the shop and ordering stuff from, from us, and and it's been like really awesome. So I, um, I really appreciate uh, everyone's support. Uh, you know, because uh, and and I've I've said also before, you know, I know that some of you guys are closer to other shops. You know, mm-hmm. definitely go support your local shop. You know, I'm not not greedy here. Don't need everybody, but it'd be nice if you know everyone shared the love there. No, you um, gotta support the local pro shops. Yeah, the I'd also like to thank McKenna Royal for producing the music at the beginning of the intro and the outro. Uh, he's a very talented producer, um, and you can see some of his work on YouTube. He's uh, on on Instagram and YouTube as Pew Pew Padawan. Pew Pew. Oh yeah, and he's doing like the three gun. Like I don't even know if it's, sorry, not three gun, but like uh, USPCA matches. So he's doing like all that John Wick style shooting. I mean, it's really cool. Um, the kind of stuff that he's doing, um, and he films it all and produces it all. And he does, like, these really amazing, uh, like, sound soundtracks where he produces his own mm-hmm. music and stuff. So it's really entertaining. And it's not just, like, the normal, like, music that, that you hear when um, when you're listening to, like, you know, pretty much, like, your your average uh, YouTube video. Yeah. Like they all kinda his music is way better than... Wendell's opening music on his podcast. I wouldn't go there. That that's genius. I mean, that is pretty pretty awesome. I'm sure. Like McKenna was like sitting there going, "Damn, wishing he should have thought of that himself." Oh yeah. But anyways, um, 
really uh so <clears throat> man i just uh just swallow a little bit of uh fried zucchini there oh jesus i know well when you're driving you know you don't always eat the best sometimes but this is true all right so alan uh let's recap a little bit um the fresno safari um not the safari i'm sorry <laughs> the fresno the spot and um the uh impact archery shoot there sure 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 how um how how did how was it for you how do you feel you did this weekend I definitely feel the so the first day Saturday was the spot. I definitely felt uh, pretty good shooting. Had a decent, had good X score. Um, shot pretty good. Uh, that was a great event, though. A lot of seeing some of the old old people and meeting new new people. So that's always a, a you know a highlight of a tournament. The spot. The spot had a really nice range. They have uh, yeah, they got what like twenty lanes. Yeah, it was really really big. Um, you know, nice to hold host hold hold an event like that. Yeah, no, it was good. It was good. Yeah, first uh, first game, I guess I shot. I shot. I think I shot a two ninety nine with twenty four X's. So, like, I felt felt pretty good shooting. You know, everything was kind of clicking. Um just you know one one goof which all it takes to drop a nine you know don't Mm -hmm. you space on it or the mental side of it gets you but it's all good you know i I felt good about how i shot with you know shooting a decent x x count so that was good um then what what did we do after that we went to lunch the first game yeah went got cheeseburgers that always makes it better Charbro- oh, we went to the Habit. Yeah, Habit Habit Burger. If you want to sponsor this podcast, let me know. Yeah, that's exactly what I need. <laughs> <laughs> More cheeseburgers. More cheeseburgers. Um, yeah, so we went to lunch, and then when we got back, um, you know, I, I, I didn't feel like my energy was any less or messed up from lunch. I think I no, no, had a pretty I've, mild burger there. Yeah, you. That's one tip I always like is, uh, you know, when it's time to eat lunch between between a shoot or right in the middle of a shoot, I try to keep it pretty light. You don't want to smash down a ton of food and then you have to go shoot and you're feeling heavy and bloated or whatever just because you ate a big meal. Yeah, Wendell was actually telling me that I should get a um, like a like a blood tester that you can poke your thumb with that measures your your insulin levels. Oh yeah, and I should determine like you know which foods cause a spike in insulin, and then just eat those foods, you know, so you know <laughs> how much to eat in between meals. And then and then I realize you're just making a bunch of nonsense that you heard on uh, Tim Ferriss talking about. Yeah, I would I would not. I mean, you could do that, I guess, but I wouldn't advise that. No, but I guess the point is like, don't eat something that you're normally not used to because then, you know, your your body, your your blood sugar is going to react to it, you know. So if, you, mm-hmm. if you're if you used to eating garbage, just eat some garbage. If you're, you know, used to eating clean, don't eat something, you know, not so good and then, you know, yeah, break in down. The, in the middle of a shoot like that, it's not a good time to experiment with food. Yeah, you got to keep it real simple. Mm-hmm. But, um, 
So then on the second game, you shot 300, though. Not, no, not uh, not the spot. I actually, I was shooting really good. I think I dropped a nine, just a, just a stupid shot. And then uh, had a really good run of X's. And then I dropped another nine in my last, my last end. Um, but, I mean, I still felt pretty good on the X's. It was still a pretty good X count. Yeah. Not... Not 100% where I want to be, but, you know, it was good, and that was good enough to qualify me in the – actually, no, they didn't do qualification. It was just your combined score is your placement for the shoot. So that seated me in for second place. You know, yeah, right after Wendell there, he was shooting pretty good. Yeah, because they only, they only did uh, arrow closest to the middle for the yeah, top Yeah, then, then they did the uh, top four shooters shoot one arrow uh, closest to center for like 100, 100 bucks or something like that with a little bonus kind of fun deal there. So I made it all the way to – I thought it was just going to be one arrow, the four guys closest to center wins 100 bucks, But when we got down there, he eliminated – one arrow and then that was the furthest from the center then went back again and shot again until we got down to the last person so I you know I finished second on that but that didn't get me nothing yeah but still it was a you know I was happy with getting second place at the shoot yeah so Randall Randall really sunk one right dead smack in the middle yeah he's good at that yeah, he he does it on them shootoffs, man. Randall just, you know, which which if we fast forward now to day two, you know, I I was really you know on on Wendell's podcast we were talking about it, and uh, you know Randall had ended up, I don't know was it a misfire or he had too much, you know, middle and ring finger on the release when he was yeah. putting an arrow and he and he kind of not even like a half draw but just like. Like Just a flick of the string skip, to send the arrow down yep, there. Skip that arrow right down range. Yeah, and so you know he took a, a big fat zero, you know, and uh, and and I I half expected that he was gonna mow through everybody. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you know, up which and, he definitely up has the capability. Class. Yeah, but uh, and you know, but I uh, that was still fun to watch, you know him at least battle through a few people yeah no that was cool yeah so that was that impact the next day yeah yeah brian shop brian webb and uh that was pretty good I, you know i my first game on that sunday i struggled quite a bit uh i still shot a 300 the first game but with 14 x's which i don't even know how you do uh but you know i just struggled to put shots in the middle I was just beating around the bush the whole time but I think maybe I was maybe trying to shoot too many X's and not just concentrate on making good shots because that was Lancaster style so the X was considered 11 points so you really want to try to shoot as many X's as possible because then if you make some mistakes as long as you're shooting X's you know you're you're getting that max point so maybe that was it I don't know maybe it was just just didn't put it together but first game shot that 300 um then we broke for lunch 
In the second game, I dropped one nine. Um, but that still seated me in the second place standings and qualifications because we did do a shoot up. So, you know, was I figured I might have been, you know, third, maybe fourth, but I, I was able to keep it together and, and qualify second. So then, the, you know, they did the whole shoot up thing from the bottom to the top. Six, I think there were 16 of us, so 16 shoots off against 15. Whoever wins that shoots off against 14 and so forth. So got all the way up to me, and uh, I shot against Alex from L.A. Mm-hmm. Great. Or no, Oscar. It was Oscar. Uh, but he had already shot. Uh, I think uh, Alex landed in third place, right? And then, and yeah. then Oscar um, beat him. Yeah, and I don't, then he went. Then he went to you. Yeah, Oscar was just ripping through some people on the on the shoot up. So I think he beat me by one or two points and bumped me from second place. Uh, so I ended up finishing third there, which you know it is what it is. Happy that Oscar, you know, got up there, worked worked his way up. Yeah, because I mean, like those guys are pretty new. Yeah, the, the whole thing, and it you know, uh, when you're working really hard and tr- you know it's something, and you succeed, I mean, it's a huge accomplishment. Mm-hmm. Uh, like I remember how that used to feel. Yeah, starting absolutely. to starting to forget because it's been a while. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, we're not new no more. And <laughs> not new no more. Not new no more. Yeah, but it's still it's still you know every day is an adventure and like. Oh yeah, there's always something new. Yep. Um, so we got wilderness coming up here, um, next weekend. Yeah. I actually have the state indoor to shoot also because I was, uh, sick with the Rona, uh, Mm. when West coast did there. So I opted to not go there and contaminate everybody else. But, uh, yeah. Yeah. We appreciate that. Yeah. I mean, the Rona was no big deal. I had it and pretty much just stayed home and worked on chores around the house, but had to do it. But, yeah, so I'm going to shoot State 450 first on that Saturday at Wilderness, and then Sunday is going to be their money shoot. So it kind of works out good. I'll get, like, a practice tournament before the money shoot. Yeah. No, that's actually uh, pretty sweet. Yeah. Um yeah, I'm looking forward to it. I, um, I, uh, this, this season, I think I messed around with too much stuff. Yeah, it's easy to do. If you're not feeling something's not right, you know, just keep tweaking stuff. And then next thing you know, you've tweaked too much stuff. Yeah, and then before you realize it, like three months have gone by and you're like, oh shit, I haven't really stuck to the plan. No. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Um, but, um, yeah, I got. I'm excited. I got my bow shooting good where I want it. Um, I I've always liked the carbon arrows myself. Like I've always shot the carbon arrows really well. Mm-hmm. Um, and and the uh, 23 diameter arrows. And uh, this year I really because last year last year for indoor I shot, and the year before I shot the 23s, the the aluminum 23s. Uh huh. And the super drives. And I remember that. You know, I, I shot lots of 300s with those, and uh, I think I got, I think I got second place at 
at the, the spot, shooting up against, shooting against Wendell with the, with the skinny arrows. Yeah, I remember you beat me last time at Impact, also. Yeah, that one that uh, tournament the last time. The last we did time there. we were there, yeah. yeah. Um, and this year I tried to make the twenty sevens work, and um, there were times where I, you know, I could, you know, I was, you know, if I was doing what I'm supposed to be doing, they'd hit the middle, but. I found them for me and my shot and how I run things. Like I just found them not as forgiving for me as mm-hmm. what I'm used to. So um, kind of at the last minute, like Wendell gave me some of his super drives that he had. Um, Cause I have a uh, full bores, which have been kind of like my, uh, I joke around and call them the secret weapon. Cause like, you know, like, like when I bust those out, uh, like things usually aren't going well. <laughs> and I'm back to what I think <laughs> I know works the best. But I was really, I was really sur- surprised. Like I really, the super drives that Wendell gave me, mm-hmm. exactly how, almost exactly how I had my full bore set up. And man, it's like shooting really good. Got my confidence back after, after having a, a rough 450 round. Yeah. Well, that's good. Yeah, it's a, that's man. That's the confidence aspect of it is is huge. Just to, that extra boost will always you're confident you're definitely going to shoot good absolutely yeah and mo- pretty much that's all we're most of what we're doing in uh you know i think like once you get to like the level that we're shooting you know practices it's you know the squill we we've already been through our skill acquisition you know mm-hmm. like there's really not much more you can learn i mean let me take say let me say it differently we're always learning but you know, you're not reconstructing your shot. You're not, you're not, um, you know, like when you're first starting, you're, you're trying major things. Yeah. Uh, at this point in the game, it's really just, you know. Fine-tuning your craft. Yeah, get, getting your, the mental game and, and getting, building confidence. I think your turn signal's on there. Is it? Oh, yeah. The truck just told me that. Your Chevy's saying, hey, turn it hey, off. Turn off your turn signal. You're wasting all the juice. Yeah, you're running out of blinker fluid. Mm-hmm. Yeah, don't grow on trees. No, no. Um. So, confidence is a big, big, uh, important. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think uh, shooting around other people that are, you know, have the same kind of goals as you and are are goal oriented. Uh, sometimes it's, it's tough. I know a lot of people say, you know, don't have leagues and people around them. Um, doesn't mean it can't be done, but it sure helps when you got, you know, you know, some heavy hitters in your area. Yeah, you definitely want to shoot with the best people in your area you can, because that's definitely going to drive you. Yeah, for sure. So, uh, what is what is uh, our our what is our plan for Vegas? How does this look? Like, what? How do we? What's the next few weeks look like for us? It's going to be a lot of shooting for sure. So. My plan is to shoot minimum four days a week. If I could do five, I'll do it. Mm-hmm. Uh, between if I could shoot at home or, you know, 95% of that's going to be at the shop. But, you know, I want to shoot at least every other day. You know, two, maybe three games per day. Really step it up. Mm-hmm. Get the the quantity up and the quality. But... I want to make sure, you know, you want to make sure you got the stamina because 
Vegas, I mean, it's not a big deal to go shoot, you know, 30 scored arrows. So you got 36 with practice ends. You know, 36 arrows is not bad, but if you get a later shoot time, you're going to be standing around. You're going to be up. You're going to be moving around all day. Yeah. You're going to go to practice, shoot, you know, 30, 40 arrows maybe. Um, just all that will add to the, I don't know, I guess the stress of your body just standing unless you're just going back to your room if you're super diligent and don't go walk around the trade show and all that. But I can't do that. You know, I'm always I'm always walking around and talking to people and then going practice. I really want to make sure my stamina is good and I'm not going to get tired. Yeah. So I think a lot of times people people get used to shooting like, you know, one game a day or something like that, you know, and then they go to (laughs) Vegas and then you're having a good time and you're, you know, on the practice area shooting with your friends. And, you know, before you know it, you've you've uh, you've uh, shot you know 90 arrows and then you know you bring yourself out yeah you know by the time it's time for you to go shoot so yeah we don't want to do that um i think i might for practice for the next couple weeks is put up two vegas targets and not necessarily shoot six arrows total but i do want to shoot you know at least four maybe five arrows per end just because you know you get you want that practice if you only ever practice you know the three arrows you know if you have a letdown or something like that now you're on your fourth arrow that's you know kind of so it's always good to practice shooting more arrows than what you're going to need at that tournament you're going to yeah just to build up that stamina so yeah it'll be lots of shooting you know four or five days a week two or three games um why not four games? Oh, getting spicy. Get, talking nasty. <laughs> <laughs> Time to get nasty. <laughs> yeah, that's for sure. Oh man. No, the more the more the better. Yeah. So, um, all right. So then we got Vegas. After Vegas, it seems like uh, after talking with Doug last night. You know, the Outlaws is going to sneak up on us It's going to come fast. quick. We're not going to have a lot of time before that first event. Mm-hmm. But How? To, not, to not go to Outlaw, so after Vegas, I'm at least going to go shoot Indoor Nationals in, for the, um, in Sacramento, you know? That's towards the end of February, right? Yeah, it's like February 18th or something like that. So, um, so that... Unless I decide to not do that, because I don't plan on going to uh, Louisville this year and shoot five spots. So, yeah, if you go shoot indoor nationals and you shoot good to qualify, then you got to go there. I mean, I guess you don't have to, but if you qualified, you might as well go and try to try to place. Yeah. So, I don't know. We'll we'll see if uh, if I feel I have enough time to. Because normally, yeah, right after Vegas, we're kind of getting ready for out outdoor. So we got, you know, a month. But if we go shoot indoor nationals, our time to get ready for the first outlaw just is down to, like, well, indoor, two weekends. Indoor nationals, um, the NFA one in Louisville, is, like, I think it's it's actually after the first outlaw. Yeah. Because the first outlaw sounds like it's going to be uh, 
March oh, uh, that's 12th, right. 12th and 13th. That's right. In uh, in at the spring warm-up. Yeah, so I I don't know. I, I, I'm kind of half-tempted maybe just to not shoot indoor nationals just to, to get ready for outdoor. So what's that going to look like, Alan, for you? Are you going to when you are you going to shoot the 38 or are you going to shoot your 40? No, I'll shoot the 40. I okay. just love that. I just can't get away from that. I've shot one of the outlaws last year with my 38, and I just didn't do as good as I would have liked and switched back to the 40, and just everything feels so much better with the 40 for me, you know, the Matthews TRX 40. So how's that going to look like for you? What What's the first thing you do? So we go to Vegas, you know, we're going to shoot, and we're going to do really well and make the shoot off and do the best. You know, we're going to oh, see yeah. Alan up there on the podium. Oh, yeah, you'll be cheering. Um <laughs> And AB, uh, AB, AB. yeah, so, something like that. Yeah, yeah. The crowd's gonna go crazy when they see old AB up there. Oh yeah. So then, so then uh, AB, that Sunday AB. night. Okay, go ahead. Sunday night. Sorry, Sunday night. We're probably gonna get. I'm gonna get drunk. We're gonna. I was about to say the R word, but I, I realize we're not allowed to say that no, anymore. That's not politically correct. No. You so know, I, I mean, we're gonna get seriously new word for mentally challenged that night <laughs> yeah that's you know you know i a lot of people can go to vegas the serious people go to vegas and they don't party and all that because they're there to shoot and that's mm-hmm. that's the way i do it that's the way you i know? do it uh that that thursday through till i'm done sunday you know i'll have a beer or something with dinner or a cocktail mm-hmm. but that's it you know and then i I always stay and I go home Monday just so I could kind of cut loose on that Sunday night and, you know, have some drinks and, you have know, a good time. eat like crap and, yeah, have a good time. Because I'm not going to lie, shooting shooting Vegas is a little stressful. So it it's nice to have that Sunday night to, you know, really just unwind and, and not have to think about shooting your bow. So, yeah, so Sunday night I'm eating sushi. And drinking sake. Mm, sounds good. Yeah. So then we're done. We're done shooting. We're and done. then Monday you come home. Yep. You busting out the outdoor bow, or are you gonna give yourself like how 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 are you gonna how are you gonna start training for the first outlaw? Um. Yeah, probably. I probably won't happen Monday when we get home because we'll probably get home you know mid afternoon. But you never know. I might, you know, I'll probably put the bow in the bow press and just kind of look at it for a little bit. You just got to look at it. You look at it and be like, all right, what are we going to do? do we need to do? Dude, there's a Camaro towing a station wagon. That that was a caravan because that was multiple vehicles. That was multiple vehicles being towed. There was like a car in the back of a (laughs) U-Haul. Yeah, I, I, I just sort of glassed over that, but I'm like, did we just, I think oh, yeah. we just stumbled across a, a theft ring of vehicles. Oh, yeah. There's nothing, there's nothing non-shady about that. No. Um, so you're so, going to stare, you're going to look at your bow. Yeah, you got to look gonna, at it and you got to figure out what, what you got to do, which there won't be too much difference, honestly, between indoor and outdoor. P-Pyth will change and then just put your... You know, uh, you know, bust out the skinny arrows. Uh huh. Why are you yawning? We still got two hours of driving. Dude. All right, no. You got to drink a drenny. I um. Is that a is that a kill cliff, Al? No, that's not a kill cliff. Oh wait, sorry. Yeah. yeah. That's a bang. 
It's a. It's not a bang. It's an adrenaline. Adrenaline. Yeah. Well, so you're gonna bust out the skinny arrows. Yeah. I, I I'm shooting the the drop away the hamski. I'm gonna I'm gonna play around with that and see how that goes for for outdoor for me. Yeah, I've never shot a drop. Actually, this is the first year I think I've ever shot a hamski. I got it on right now. I'm kind of just playing with it. I haven't really decided, but it's I've got it to where I could take the hamski off and put my blade back on and, and not have to do anything. So, yeah, just trying to figure out which one I could shoot more X's with. Yeah, I think I'm gonna, what I'm going to do is I'm just going to throw the knock point where I have it, where it feels good, the bow holds good, mm-hmm. having, having my loop where it's at in the bow. And I think what I'll do is I'm just going to throw my skinny arrow in there. Yeah. Go get some marks and shoot it and see how it goes. Yeah, might as well. Maybe shoot through paper first. Yeah, shoot through paper. I'll have a little different scope set up. Actually, same scope, just different lens. Well, I'm actually kind of excited, too. To, uh, I mean, I bought that UltraView scope housing, mm-hmm. and uh, I really liked the pin last year. shot really good with the pin. Well, you shoot like an up year. pin? No, just, just uh, what, I, what I had was just a fiber. Yeah, an up pin, but it was a fiber behind a black dot. Oh, like a drilled lens? Uh, well, last year I was shooting the, the shrewd, so I had a lens with a black dot and uh-huh. then the up pin right in front of it. So oh, it's kind I got of like, you, I got you. And I, I like the way that felt, but I was always having trouble with the light because I didn't have the light attached to the bow. Mm-hmm. And as already as it is, the the shrewd, um, you know, was pretty heavy as a as like a, you know, scope housing. Yeah. Um, and so, um, you know, I didn't want to like add more stuff to the site. So, the ultra view was everything was kind of contained. I was kind of excited to try that Yeah. for outdoor, but, um, you know, we're, we're doing indoor now. So, and I don't run a light in indoor. So no. essentially everyone's asked me, how do you like the ultra view? And I'm like, well, it's no different than any other scope housing at this point was to just have a black dot. Yeah. You know, in, in the, uh, in, in the bow. So I'm not really using it for like kind of how it was really its intended purpose. So I'm kind of excited to finally actually, take advantage of those features and see how see how it works out yeah no i'll be curious to see because i uh it was a reading last year um i picked up ontario's bow and i was looking at his scope and man that thing was that thing was bright yeah I li- and I, I liked it okay all right then try it yeah give it a shot all right you sound that like you're saying that like you don't want me to do it i want you to do whatever you feel you need to do all right Hey, so so all right. So then, uh, Outlaws, who you're partnered up with, somebody who's new to the game, right? Yeah, he's new, but he's not new. He's been uh, Jacob from uh, the shop. We're gonna partner this year. Uh, I set him up with a target bow like two years ago, and he's literally been shooting. It could have been even three years ago. It was right when the the 38 G2 came out. So, yeah, two years ago maybe. But, yeah, he's been shooting a Vegas target for that entire time. He doesn't hunt, just shoots target. So he can shoot a pretty good Vegas score, um, but he's never really shot any type of distance. So he'll be he'll be good. He's he's a good shot, you know. He, he's, he's really starting to pick up, 
you know, all the little tips and tricks and stuff like that. So we're going to we're gonna partner up and, and go give it hell. I'll go help him uh, get his sight marks and stuff like that because he's never done that. But yeah, it's kind of it's kind of interesting because like we're used to seeing him shoot all the time, but then we've never shot with him outdoors. So then it's like yeah, like he's he's uh, he's shooting really well and has great execution, but he 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 hasn't experienced some of the some of the basic stuff that we normally do in the outdoor beginning of the outdoor season. Yeah. So as soon as we're done with Vegas, you know, we'll I'll help him get get his uh, you know get different lens in his in his scope or whatever whatever you know is going to help him at outdoor if he wants to shoot a pin or what but we'll get that all set and then get get some marks and make a sight tape or whatever and, and just go start nailing it right on um what are you going to do for um um or sorry, are are you gonna run the sight tape this year? Are you gonna continue with Archer's Mark? No, I hate Archer's Mark. I mean, I like it. I use it every year. I use it to start my sight in process. I use Archer's Mark, you know, mm-hmm. um, but I just don't like relying on it. If you, you can't beat a good sight tape, if you know how to make a sight tape and do all that, it's it's really hard to beat. I've screwed up with archer's mark quite a bit where i'll range the target look at the phone and i'll put in something completely wrong just because i'm thinking of the number that i ranged and then i put in that into my site versus what the actual archer's mark says so no i'll I'll always run a sight tape i do use archer's mark for uh anything below 20 yards i'll have on a on -hmm. archer's mark so, but yeah, sight tape's a way to do it. Archer's Advantage online, super easy. Yeah, I, the, the last year I, I gave the Archer's Mark another go um, and ran it all year, but um, this year I'm definitely going to be making sight tapes. Yeah. There's too many mistakes mm-hmm. have been made. Now, I'll have Archer's Mark ready to go i'm gonna have that as a backup like yeah definitely shoot a couple games with archer's mark because i want to make sure that you know they have a you know always have a backup plan you know yeah no plan, for sure plan b you so, gotta have a plan b but um well uh let's see here we have uh we're into about 35 minutes uh we covered some outlaw prep and um, your partners, and then Redding. So Redding, you and I are going to team up again this year. Yep. Already got registered. Uh, if you haven't done so, you better do it. Uh, it was supposed to happen um, yesterday, I believe, was the day that it was supposed to. Yeah. Be the the official registration date, but uh, looks like they opened it up early, and and there was no announcement made, and and I think. You know, there's people who probably just been clicking and clicking on the website, and then saw that it was open, and mm-hmm. pretty soon people started calling people, and before you know it, yeah, like, it blew up. Those targets are getting full, so um, you know if you're if you're registering for for the shoot, um, you're gonna it's gonna look like there's a bunch of missing targets, 
if you're just shooting in the amateur class, and that's because there's targets that are set aside for people shooting in the championship uh, yeah. class. Mm-hmm. So if you want to shoot in the money, you got to make sure to uh, choose championship A, and it'll populate a whole different set of target assignments yep. for you. Yep. Um, just saying, Blake, come on. It, this, is, this isn't hard. <laughs> oh, he's shooting in the money. I guarantee it. Guaranteed, he's shooting in. <laughs> I guarantee he's probably. I guarantee he's probably already registered himself. For sure. Well, cool, man. I think what we're gonna do here, uh, we'll we'll call it a wrap, and then we'll probably do, a, uh, maybe we'll do a part two on the way back after we've uh, shot some hogs. Yeah, we're going pig hunting. Yeah, that's the life. That's it. Bows and bows, and hoes. Oh yeah, I was in it. Ain't no hose in here. Dude, we're, we're with your. We're going to Paso Robles. I guarantee you, we could find some lot wizards. <laughs> <laughs> I, I did bring a couple cans of cat food, so <laughs> we could load them up. Oh yeah. All right. All right, man. Let's do it. Yeah, it'll be the second part of the <laughs> of the trip here. We did a little recording on the way up, and now this is on the way home. After doing a little pig hunting this weekend. Oh yeah had a pretty good time oh yeah it was good yeah so we uh just stopped and got something to eat here and uh decided to do a little recording yeah yeah all right so jackson got his first pig this weekend which is a lot of fun he did with his bow yeah with the was it the mission menace right yeah yeah he had it he made a great shot and didn't go too far no no it it, it took a couple shots but yeah. you know yeah. pigs are tough so pigs are tough so the other thing we did is uh you know when we left the ranch we didn't really have any uh signal so the only thing that was saved on my phone was uh wendell's recent most recent podcast yeah <laughs> so we listened to Audrey unfiltered and uh, and i'm not saying that like we only listened to it because it was the only thing that we could possibly do for an hour yeah. before getting the signal, but it literally was the only thing we could yeah. actually listen yeah. to for an hour. Yeah, <laughs> uh, to hear Wendell's sweet, sweet <clears throat> voice at eight thirty in the morning, giving uh giving advice and or slash non advice. Yeah, I'm not gonna lie to you, but I don't know how to help you. Yeah, that was pretty good. I liked it. That was good. That was good. Yeah. Um, all right, so what we're going to do here is um, we're going to pass over the microphone to Jackson, and we're gonna, I'm going to talk to him for a little bit and uh, ask him a few questions and so he can tell you guys what it was like to be on his first pig hunt here. See, Alan is um, going to hand him over the mic real quick here. I'm going to mute that so it doesn't sound like a whole bunch of noise. All right, yep, just go ahead and put that on. There you go. Put the microphone right there in front of your face. There you go. I can really hear you now. <laughs> can you hear me pretty good, bud? Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's pretty good. All right, so Jackson, you shot your first pig. Mm-hmm. How was nice. it? Pretty good. Yeah? What did What did you do to get ready? Uh, I don't know. What I know, do you mean? Well, like, uh, you know, you had a sight in your bow, right? Oh, well, yeah. So you spent a little bit of time practicing? Oh, yeah. I spent, like, three weeks, I said. Three Around weeks? that time. Huh? Yeah. So are you enjoying shooting a bow? Yeah pretty fun you think you think uh you think like you're gonna want to do some more bow hunting oh yeah definitely awesome what what was the best part about doing it with a bow 
Um, trying to aim, I guess. Trying to know. aim, yeah. What did uh, when you were when you were practicing? You did some pretty cool stuff in practice to kind of get ready for it. What'd you do? Um, my dad bought a, um, a pig target. I used that. Nice. Put an X where I was supposed to shoot. Cool. So he put a little X. Uh huh. So he didn't put. <clears throat> sorry about that. He didn't put a dot. No, no dot. Just no, a little X. Yeah. You don't really like the dot too much, do you? No. No. I can hit that. Yeah, I mean, it was, because uh, then when we started putting, like, Coke bottles and stuff up on the hillside, you were just drilling them. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, tell us how it went down, like, how, when you... Uh, so, we go, we get on this little big rock, I like to call it, and it, I think we got to, like, 15 yards. Yeah. I'm pretty sure it was... I think it was oh, 20. No, it was 20. It was 20. And I take my first shot. It's pretty high. Definitely ain't going to kill it. And then it keeps running. It goes down to the right and then heads left. I get another shot in it. I wasn't good either. Actually, wait, no, I missed that shot. Mm-hmm. And then I keep going. We, we hit it for a while. I finally get another shot. I spine. I hit in the spine. Mm-hmm. And then it goes down a little ravine, I like to call it. It wasn't very big. It just fell. It started flailing, and then I got got another shot on it, and that killed it. Yeah, he was pretty much like done after the that last arrow. the The next one was just to finish it off. Huh? Oh yeah. Yeah. So how do you feel? Oh, it was amazing. Yeah. What What do you think you're gonna do next time to be a little better? To do a little better? Because I know um, you're the. Yesterday you were saying that you want to do better, right? Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. I want I want to redeem myself. Redeem yourself. All mm-hmm. right. One shot. Oh yeah. Well, we'll get that 80-pound bow ready for you, bud. I'm cool. I'm good. <laughs> um, well, cool, man. Anything else you want to say? I don't know. I don't think so. Did you have fun with us? Uh-huh. Awesome. All right, bud. Well, let's uh, you go ahead and hand those he- uh, headsets over to your dad real quick. There you go. We're just waiting for Al to... Put these headsets on, and there, there he is. Oh, yeah. I'm, hey, I'm back. He's back. I'm All back. right, I'm back. That was cool, man. Like uh, Jackson's definitely pumped. Yeah, no, he did pretty good for his, you know, first time ever shooting an animal with his bow. So, I was pretty proud. Yeah. Yeah, we're uh, thinking about maybe getting him a bow. Yeah, I got I got to upgrade him. Yeah. He's strong enough. Get something a little more speed behind it, and yeah, no, he he can go with new Matthews. Get them all dialed in. There you go. Yeah, cool, man. So, um, all right. So, in the first half, we were talking about getting ready for uh, some of the indoor shoots, and uh, possibly uh, talked a little bit about outdoor. Um, we listened to Wendell's uh, podcast, which is pretty funny. Mm-hmm. It's pretty good. Always entertaining. Yeah. Um, you know, we also wanted, uh, I think, I don't know, I don't even remember if we said it in the first one, but um, in case we we didn't, um, we do also want to say a huge thing. Uh, congratulations to Elliot. Oh, yeah, that's for awesome. For shooting the 450. That was really cool. Um, yeah, it was good shooting. Yeah, he definitely was working. He was worked really hard. Um, and I feel bad because he's our buddy. I didn't even know Nick had actually won his shoot. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't know that either. Yeah, I guess. Uh, I, you know what? I'm not on Facebook like too much. So, like, I'll create 
posts and stuff, but I don't like go through it too much. So um, if it's happening on Facebook, I, I miss a lot sometimes. Yeah, I don't I don't check Facebook yeah, hardly it, ever. Yeah, Instagram, I'm, I like that. I'm on Instagram mostly. Yeah, me mostly. too. But um, or and then Alan's on TikTok, so he's a TikTok. He's he's uh, making I've never viral. made a TikTok, but you, I'm on you, TikTok. You did, you did. I did one for you. Was that on? Did that go TikToking? Well, it was like TikTok. It was on the. Uh, it's on the Instagram, Instagram reels. Oh, yeah. yeah, that was a that was pretty good. Yeah. Um. So yeah, also big congratulations to Nick. He's also an awesome shooter. Uh, no, oh, Nicky Poo. Yeah. So, um, one of my favorite things, uh, I, I just, uh, I, on this last podcast here was, uh, the, the bullshit product of the week. Usually <laughs> I cringe. So like, you oh know, yeah. You know, usually I'm just like, like, like Wendell usually calls me and we're like chatting in the morning. He's like, you know, and he's like, what'd you think? And I'm just like, oh God. Uh, when, when I, you know, I'm usually try to be like, you know, try to play devil's advocate you know yeah you know and 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 you know and sometimes you know if it's not hurting anybody you know if it's a little five or nine dollar thing and people are gonna you know buy it and they think they're you know it's worth a shot to buy yeah. something that's you know you know even if it is like a little bit stupid but um um this one i think that wendell did like i mean he definitely um hit the nail on the head um, yeah the old the old scissorer so you know, not to not to talk too bad about somebody else's company and product because that was definitely an idea from somebody who owned a shop and wanted to create an NRS. Like, definitely love to encourage innovation. Mm-hmm. Um, but here's the thing, right? Like, sometimes, like, you know, things are made and, you know, it, it is a funny-looking rest. It doesn't look that cool. Um, you know, and personally, I haven't... Um, I'm just going to explain like my experience with the rest. Yeah. Um, and that's not actually selling it cause I never sold it. Um, but I have had people bring in their bows. I had them mm-hmm. and, and, um, you know, and I think most of the trouble that they had was maybe the shops that were selling them maybe didn't even know how to set them up properly. I could see that. And, and I think that that's probably most of it. I don't know if they necessarily made a bad product. Um, but here's why I never, I didn't get behind the product originally. Um, and that's, um, there, there's a personality thing. Like when you go to the ATA show and you're, you know, interacting and talking to people, there's people that sometimes can be a little bit pushy. Um, there's, uh, you know, the presentation or maybe how they do things like, like I'll, I'll say this, like I'll never buy a top hat product ever in my life. Okay. And, uh, not anything is top hat, but at the ATA show, I'm there as a buyer and I go to the top hat booth and the guy was sitting there on his laptop while, and, um, you know, I stood there for a minute, like looking at the booth and I asked him for information and he kind of looked at me and he goes, like, what do you, like, he's from, not from this country, he's from another country mm-hmm. and, you know, from Germany, he kind of looks at me and goes like, but what do you want? And I'm like, can I have pricing? Like I had some questions about a few things. And then he was like, well, what do you want to know? And I'm like, well, like, and it was just very much like the initial communication was just like, he did not, I, I interrupted whatever he was doing. He was bothered that I was there. I mean, it's like, 
did not feel welcome at all. He he goes, uh, pricing's right there, and he like pointed to the, yeah. the books there, and I was like, thanks. So I grabbed it and I left. You know, you know what? I didn't buy anything. So you know, maybe, maybe he was having a bad day. Maybe, but it's like you're at a trade show. You're there for three days. Yeah, you're like, there to you, talk to people and, and you, tell them what you got. Yeah, so like that's a, a negative experience that I had, and that's my reason for not wanting to support that. You know, so you know, doesn't mean that it's a bad product. Mm-hmm. Um, to the Schaefer rest, my experience was um, the. Uh, there's kind of like this uh, thing going around the ATA show. Um, there are certain members that are on the board and people involved that um, are, are quote-unquote experts in running a small business or mm-hmm. archery shop. Um, and it seems like the topic of conversation is always like profit margins, range business, and like, you know, kind of like how to be the most profitable um, and I feel like the conversation that's not being had is how do we be how, like actually like how do we service our customers and make sure that people are taken care of well customers ser- like it, it's about the money side and not about the customer service side. Um, and I feel that both can happen. I believe you can provide a good service to people and also make money. Mm-hmm. You know, and, um, you know, there's a reason why, like at West Coast. Uh, we have people driving three and a half hours and that's because we're a hundred percent customer service oriented. Yeah. You know, I mean, we, we go, if we can't figure it out, like we will, we'll, we'll work at it for as long as it takes to mm-hmm. try to figure it out. Even if it means at that point we've lost any, any kind of money on that transaction. Um, because yeah, that person is going to keep coming back because you provided good service to yeah. them. We won't make money that time, but maybe but a hundred percent for sure the next four or five times Mm -hmm. you're going to make money because that person is going to remember that experience. And so there's this mentality within the ATA and certain shops and people that are involved where in my opinion, I feel like they've lost touch with the customer and have actually almost lost their passion for archery. Hmm. And I've been in one of these shops and it's not a California shop. I'm just going to flat out say that when I, when I walked into the shop, I I literally saw all the products hanging on the wall. And because I've been to those shows and have seen the pricing, I could literally in my head say 50 points, 50 points, 50 points. I just looked around the whole shop and I was like, it was filled with product that was 50 points. And uh, for those of you who don't know what that means, um, it's sort of a, uh, it means, uh, it means that you're making a 50% margin on the product that you're selling. And so, like, essentially, you'll hear people talking about, yeah, you make 50 points on this. And, you know, it's, it's just it's when when you're talking to someone and, and you're trying to negotiate, you know, buying prices for whatever product you're selling, you'll say, I'd like to make somewhere between 40 and 50 points on on this object, you know. Um, and so the reality is and all the cool stuff, like all the product that. Like that, I want to shoot, and the stuff that Alan likes. Mm-hmm. A lot of that's closer to thirty, maybe even like sometimes twenty-seven to twenty to thirty points. And you know that's just, you know, it's it's decent, but it's it's still not, you know, it it's uh, 
to keep the lights on, you, you need to be averaging more than 40 points. Yeah, it costs a lot to run that business. You know, and so, you know, but, you know, if if you have an item that's only giving you 30 points, but it's a hot item because it's cool and it's innovative and you sell a bunch of them, then it makes up for it. Yeah, absolutely. You know, if, if um, so back to the Schaefer Rest, I go and I see the, the, the item and it's being showcased as like a new item and like kind of pumped up by the, the ATA. And I look at it and like, there's zero conversation about the technology and what it's about. It's all about points. It's all about the profit margin. This is a arrow rest made by someone who runs a shop and they made a rest that you can sell 50 points and you can make money on it and they don't sell it online and blah, 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 like all the stuff that are, you know, all the stuff that, you know, most dealers are worried about. Yeah. But, you know, we, we're concerned about those things. But at the same time, though, it's like, like, I'm still an archer and I'm and, and a hunter. And, um, you know, I can't, I'm not going to put words in, in, uh, in, in Hans and Adrian's mouth, but they like cool stuff, too. Yeah. Everyone likes cool stuff. They, they like to go and see the product and be inspired by it, you know? And so, um, that was kind of my like first experience with it. So like, I kind of looked at it and like, yeah, it's neat, you know, but you know, like no one, no one could tell me anything about it other than what, how much money you were going to make. And I really didn't care about how much money I was going to make. I want to know about it. Yeah. And so maybe that was, uh, maybe that wasn't, um, the company's fault or maybe it was just the way that it was presented at the show. Um, but it was a little bit off-putting and then, um, you know, there is a shop, you know, in the Bay area, um, that is pretty much a couple of them actually that are putting that rest on a lot of bows. Um, and you know what? Not every rest always works great for certain types of bows. Like some bows shoot a Hamsky rest really well. Some bows shoot QADs flawlessly. Like if you buy a Matthews, and you put a QAD integrated rest on it, it's going to be like lights out. Oh yeah. I mean, you're, it's, you, you can run that rest on there and, and you can almost hundred percent get that thing to shoot within a couple minutes. Um, you know, on some bows, they don't like the cable activated rest too much. So, you know, um, it, it, uh, you know, a good shop will know which rests are going to work best with the types of bows that they're selling. Um, and so with that, I was just like, like there was no, no information. So, and then personally, I'm not a big fan of an arrow rest that requires that the cable is holding all the tension against the, the cord Yeah. or all the tension in the, in the, in, in the rest is being held by the cord. Um, a QAD rest, has a spring in it and it only requires you know a little bit of travel of, of the cable in order to activate it right mm-hmm. so anyways another all, all these shops are getting behind it around the bay area and and i'm sitting here going like okay yeah this is this is this is a problem because unfortunately some of the shops that are more geared to just getting the right profit margin probably didn't set them up the way that maybe they were intended to be set up. And so 
So rather than try to do any more investigation to it, I just started making fun of it, and we started calling it the Scissor Me Timbers. Scissor Me Timbers. Um, and, and that's because uh, of that old South Park. <laughs> I'm not going to get into it too much, but you can go look it up. <laughs> There's a South Park. Um, makes fun of 300, and that's all I'm going to say. But um, So thing is, um, just my perspective. This is me personally. This is not West Coast. I, for me, for me, <laughs> for me, like, uh, like Kim Kardashian. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I think that's where it came from, right? Or Wendell Kardashian. Wendell, when, <laughs> he, you know, he's certainly short enough to be one. Yeah, he doesn't got a big booty though. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, Wendell's a little lacking in that area. Um, for me, uh, I don't, I don't. When I saw it, I'm not inspired by that product. And so what's made that the bullshit product um, of the week for me <laughs> is just lack of inspiration and presentation by the manufacturer. Okay. You know, but as far as functionality goes at this point, you know, uh, you know, maybe I need to be educated on how to actually set one up, but I yep, personally maybe. am not selling one. So. No, no. Agree. Um, all right. What's uh, next on the uh, topic there, Alan? I know you have a list of things, a notes there. I got a list of notes right here. I got uh, we never talked about it, how your pig hunt went. Oh, yeah, that was fun. <laughs> your Jackson back there, he's like. Oh, yeah, he's <laughs> watching something. So so back to, like, you know, um, you know, being inspired by products here. Yeah. Um, you know, um, I, I, I like to tinker and play with stuff, and so... Uh, recently, um, America's Best Bowstrings purchased uh, Helix Broadheads, mm-hmm. um, and uh, so it, when I saw those broadheads, they looked pretty cool. They look similar to a kudu, not quite. A little bit longer. Yeah, the kudu has a little a curved shape to it, but it's it's a single bevel broadhead, and uh, you know it has a little bit sharper angles to it, uh, and so you know the Hans bought a bunch of them for us to play with, you know. You know, before we get behind anything, we want to play with stuff. So, oh yeah, you know, we're not we're not pushing these on anybody yet. We gotta test them first. Yeah, we gotta we gotta shoot them. So, so Hans goes, "How do you feel about shooting at a trophy pig this weekend and trying out that broadhead?" And I said, "Hell yeah, I'll, you know, I want to, I'll do it." You know, um, so on Monday, uh, I actually set up the RX seven uh, with a Garmin sight uh, that I got that we got to play around with for the shop for mm-hmm. shop use and um through through my stabilizers on there um i also got a uh a the new um hamski rest yeah yeah the what's that the eclipse or something or the what's uh, it do you remember what it's called i can't remember I can't. it starts with an e yeah <laughs> i messed this up bad um but i got the new the new hamski rest and uh they were kind enough to send that over and uh uh they they uh the rep actually ordered one for me and he put my name on it it was kind of nice and kind of cool to play with uh set that up it was really easy um the it's it's basically using uh um their new like uh uh cord dampener it has like a rubber dampener that goes that where the cord kind of feeds through it instead of using a spring um and uh, that's supposed to help with any kind of like uh, kickback from when the you know when the limb pulls down on the cord okay and uh 
they got this new um, you know blade design to it um, of the the launcher blade has got this inter- this cool kind of shape to it so um, you know if you're in a hurry and you put your arrow in there it's like it's gonna grab that arrow there's really like it's almost impossible to start pulling on the string and then the arrow not be sitting in the middle of it and uh, it's got micro adjustment and it's also um, using their new like core um, attachment which is uh, it's, it's similar to the integrated rest system that you've seen on the Matthews and Hoyts um, where they partnered with QAD um, this one this one you basically mount like a almost like a Picatinny style mm-hmm. bracket on the back of the riser and it clamps onto that so more and more manufacturers are going to actually <clears throat> start machining the back of that riser so that you can mount that bracket on there. Yeah, with that little dovetail system. Yeah, and yep. so yeah, dovetail is probably the better thing to call it than a than a pick system there. But uh, yeah, um, in the meantime, uh, Matthews has made a special adapter for it so it'll it can just mount to the side of the riser, um, and the universal um, the universal adapter will. Um, will work on pretty much all the other bows and the whole the whole purpose behind it is so a lot of the companies are coming out with the inline system where everything's a little bit closer together Mm -hmm. so you can mount the riser closer sight is mounted to the front so hoyt has the picatinny mounting system on the front for their sights and then matthews has got the new uh, bridge lock technology so that you can mount the site any dovetail sight into the inside of the riser and um both Matthews and Hoyt are making quivers that can be mounted almost like underneath the limb. Yeah, they're super tight to the bow. Yeah, and so it it's changes how you how uh, you basically uh, um, how the bow balances. It's an interesting feel, um, and uh, I just remembered Epsilon. Yeah, there, there we go. go. See, all right, all right. Let's get back to your pick on here. All right, oh, I'm talking about the bow. All right, so I set all yeah. this up on Monday. Like, literally, I'm like, all right, let me see what I can do with new stuff that I don't have any time behind. Um, and I'm shooting the Easton 4mm long-range axis arrows, mm-hmm. 55-grain titanium, mm-hmm. and 100-grain broadhead. Okay. Do a little bit of um, tuning, shot the paper, got some marks for the Garmin site, uh, which was actually pretty easy to set up. Uh, use the lab radar. Get the speed of the bow, plug that number in, put in a couple of measurements, very similar like the way you would on your target bow and archer's advantage. Takes a lot of those similar type measurements. Sat it in at 20 yards, move out to a long shot past uh, 40, any long distance past 40. Calibrates your sight and you got every pin. Perfect. So I'm ready to go. And then uh, we get out to the ranch and Alan and I got to practice a little bit shot the broadhead shot shot okay was shooting a little high so made a little bit of adjustments to the rest and got that thing dialed good and um yeah feeling confident was was feeling really confident with that broadhead what are you gonna say al no the um you were shooting after those couple adjustments you were you were right in there yeah both the broadhead and field point so I'm going to say right now that broadhead is shooting pretty good, but you are going to have to make adjustments. You have to tune our, you have to yeah, there's, pretty much tune every fixed blade. Yeah, every fi- every fixed blade you're going to have to adjust your rest for that broadhead. Yeah, um, and we headed out. Um, Jackson shot his first pig, uh-huh. and we were all pumped for him, and then uh, we found uh, one for me to shoot, and... Uh, 
it was kind of hiding behind this like log or it was a dead tree dead tree that fallen over and there's and it was like in this like little kind of cove thing and you know so so i was trying to like move around to see if i could get an angle to shoot at him and uh he was facing away from me so i, I drew on him and you know got my range and then on him and i'm holding and I'm waiting for him to turn he gives me a broadside shot and then he kind of moved away and then turned back right as he turned back towards me a little bit he was still kind of quartered away from it aimed low you know behind the shoulder and sent it and uh, got a nice little heart shot there oh yeah yeah he didn't he didn't go far he, he went five feet like about five five to six feet before he just you know rolled over um it, w- it kind of went through and out like about where the armpit area would be mm-hmm. and then and stuck the in opposite like side yeah and stuck in a little bit of what would be like part of the shoulder yeah um you know i guess or the, the front leg there and uh so it had two holes didn't go all the way through because that bone just stopped it dead in its tracks yeah you you can't shoot much into a, a big pig like that and hit that that uh shoulder and go through so i guess technically it was a pass through because it had two holes so it was bleeding on both sides yeah close enough yeah he rolled through he rolled he rolled down like the hillside and the arrow fell out and then that's when the blood really just started kind of spilling out oh yeah and um the the broadhead uh when we were cleaning it up in the morning or we put it in the in the cooler in the like the big cooler got it skinned it hung it in a walk-in yeah but we didn't quarter it and clean it until the morning and we found the broadhead stuck in the in the shoulder and it it did its job oh yeah and i was able to pull it out and it's actually in perfect condition there's no damage to the broadhead i'll be able to sharpen it and use it again yeah might as well it's good luck yeah but i'll probably just mount it on the with the pig yeah put it in its mouth yeah do something do something neat you know yeah but make a keychain with it, and you can stick it in your pocket. Yeah. So, see here, Hans is calling us. I know he just called me. Wonder if we should uh, get him on the show here. Yeah. Hook it up and call him back. Yeah. So, how did how did what about you, Alan? Like you, you gave up this weekend to. I got I gotta say one of the things I really like about Alan here is is uh, he's a working class pro. Oh yeah, he's he's a hell of a shooter. Thank you, thank you. And he uh, he um, puts a lot of time into you know shooting at an elite level. And Alan also is a world class dad. Thank you, I appreciate that. You know, uh, I mean, pretty much your son goes with us a lot of places. He does. And uh, Alan Alan spends. A ton of time with his family and is raising a great kid here and he put his bow away this weekend so that he could make sure that his son shot a pig yep that was really cool thank you yeah yeah i need needed him to to have the experience over me so absolutely it was just as good watching him shoot it as if i shot it yeah it was cool and there was also other kids there this weekend that that shot pigs uh as well we basically at west coast we do this uh trip um every um every year where we uh take you know a bunch of um people who um are newish yeah newer people to 
to hunting, you know, that really haven't had the experience. And uh, take them down to Bitterwater Outfitters down mm-hmm. in Paso Roblos. It's a, it's a fun ranch. They got all sorts of cool critters you can shoot. So it gets you that, gets you that experience, you know, how to, how to actually shoot an animal. Shooting an animal is way different than shooting a target. Absolutely. And um, in a con- I'm going to say, in, in full transparency, guys, this is a, it's a high fence area. Yeah, high fence like ranch. We're, we're not we're not put we're not gonna like try to sell you. We're not gonna shoot a high fenced animal here and try to sell it. Like Alan and I were out in the back country, you know, with you know our stone glaciers and our crispies. <laughs> <laughs> you know, yeah, doing some public land hunting. This no. is definitely, uh, you know, a lot easier than than shooting wild pig. Yeah. Correct. You know, pig out in the wild. And that's why it's good for a first-time hunter or someone that doesn't have a ton of experience to come to a place like this and just gain a little bit of that experience and actually see how to gut an animal and skin and quarter out. So, I mean, and then, uh, so so if you guys are interested in, in doing this, something like this where you've never harvested an animal and you want to kind of get that experience and and um, just get a hold of me and and uh, we'll put your name down um, for potentially future trips. Yeah, yeah, we try to get you know between eight to fourteen people or so. Mm-hmm. What well, kind of whoever wants to go and just go down and camp out and you know have a good time with good people. Cool, man. Well, we've talked about hunting, which means like we probably lost half the listeners at this point. It could have maybe some, but uh, anything target related, you got Al. Uh, no, I'm just, uh, super excited to get back home and, uh, and, uh, shoot my bow and put up some more good scores and get ready for state indoor wilderness shoot Vegas. So awesome, man. Well, uh, thank you everybody for listening. And, um, um, Wendell sent me a message, uh, this just a little bit earlier when we got, we've got into self service. Um, and, uh, he was thanking me for plugging his podcast. We've always plugged his podcast. Um, but apparently some people like Doug didn't know how to use iTunes. Oh, pretty easy. Yeah. Not picking on Doug. I love Doug. No, yeah. Doug, Doug's good. But, um, um, if, if you guys are listening, um, to this podcast and you, you listen to it cause you saw, you clicked on the link on Facebook and Spotify is not normally the way that you listen to podcasts. Um, it's, you can actually, uh, just subscribe to Rudecast Archery and Archery Unfiltered by going to any platform that you like to listen to podcasts and just search for Rudecast Archery and Archery Unfiltered Mm -hmm. and it'll, you know, it'll show up, um, as an automatic download if you want to, to do so. Um, perfect. Awesome, man. So Thank you guys, and uh, if you got any questions about um, our trip this weekend um, or any uh, outlaw stuff, um, you can send me some. Que- uh, go ahead and send me um, a question. Um, outlaw stuff, you know, um, we gave you a little bit of uh, kind of teaser or taste of what's to come in um, in the interview with Doug, but um, you know, so give them give them a, a couple weeks, and they, I'm sure they're going to have flyers and more information out there for everybody yeah all right well have a good one guys see you
conclude this evening's entertainment.